right, that's enough before we actually get sued for copyright. Yeah. NFL's on a rampage these days. Seriously. They're losing money because, you know, players are taking knees and they can't sell pizza. So, yeah. uh, welcome to the Pop Not Soda Fantasy Football special episode. Yes. My favorite. Well, I don't necessarily want to play favorites, but it's really one the, of my favorites. It's really the only reason why Brian still does the podcast. Yeah. He waits exactly. for every August to have uh, 22 minutes without Brett. <laughs> And talk about <laughs> fantasy football. Oh, God, I love it so much. Uh, I think the first thing I want to talk about when we talk about the world of fantasy football, Brian, is the talented Mr. Roto. Yes. Matthew Barry. I feel like he has been on a continual downslope. Yes, agreed. Since I don't, when, when, when do you think his, he hit his peak? Like 2013? Yeah, I would definitely say the early teens – uh, is is his rise to uh, to stardom for sure? Yeah, and uh, then he got his own website, mm-hmm. uh, a World, and then he started making predictions and being absolutely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, he has not had a a great track record recently. That's for sure. These last few years. Yeah, it's like uh, who's the statistics that Nate Silver when he got the election wrong? And right. like, we haven't heard from him. <laughs> like, do you think that you know Matthew Barry would have? taking the same same uh route but now he's still around he's still heavily featured on espn and now he has even his own tv show on espn yeah and podcasts so he's he's doing okay um but it is pretty wild like how fantasy football is an industry yeah you know it has definitely become uh ingrained i mean not only do you you know just pretty much like every company probably have like a work fantasy league these days yeah. and illegally gambling. Well, I guess not illegally anymore if, mm-hmm. if you're state. Depends on how you look. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you can't get away from it. Yeah. Like it's everywhere these days. And uh, I will say that it's probably one of the only reasons why I still watch the NFL. Yeah. Agreed. Because if there agreed. wasn't fantasy football, I would be okay with just college football. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. And Other than like you know the playoffs when it, yeah 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 of course you know. but I mean like if oh, I'm just watching the playoffs this is the same thing to say about baseball it's the same thing to say about you know badminton I only watch the playoffs <laughs> exactly so pickleball you know yeah exactly yeah you know I only watch o- you know over the line at OTL once a year right. so it's basically the same thing uh, but uh, Matthew Berry made an announcement this week with his I think when he's been known for m- by more casual fans. Of you know really heavy fantasy football uh, related content is his love hate column. Yep. So every week, every Thursday, he would write a love hate about the players that and the matchups that he loves this week and what he hates this week. And a lot of people use that as their guide when they're picking weekly matchups or trying to figure out who to start. Well, you would figure the featured guy on ESPN would have you know probably. The best predictions for yeah. you. I mean, when you're the fantasy guy, right? Like, you you are expected to produce good, usable content. And he announced with his first love hate column for the 2018 season that it would be his last. Yeah, that you can still catch love hate segments on his TV show or his podcast, but he's not writing the column anymore. Right. So which makes sense. I have no use for him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, 
here's the thing, right? Like he's just a he's a stat head. So really it's not like he's doing anything supremely creative or outside of, you know, what anybody can do just looking at historical, you know, numbers and statistics, right? Yeah, except he gets paid very handsomely to do so. Sure. And when you get paid like he gets paid, I'm going to expect production. Yeah, fair. And or you could just, you know, do it yourself. <sighs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, I think this is the biggest news to hit the, fan- the fantasy world. Not necessarily fantasy football, but the fantasy world, where this has been ingrained in fantasy football culture for, like, almost 20 years. I think he started the love-hate column in 1999, he said. Yeah. And, I mean... I don't know, though. It's like, nowadays, there's just, like, so many more resources available, right? Yeah, but this is, like, the OG. Yeah, for sure. This is, like, if KFC said, like, they're going to retire this, the... Is it seven herbs and spices? It is. Twelve? Eleven? No, it's not seven. But, like, like yeah, yeah. They were going to retire the herbs and spices because you can only get it on their podcast or TV show now. Right. Maybe a stretch, <laughs> but I get I get the idea. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, I, I read his, his love-hate this year, and um, as always, I agree with some of it and, and don't agree with some other parts. Well, let's see. Let's do our own love-hate. Yeah, since he's, let's do it. Since he's given it up, we'll take over the mantle. Yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, ju- just to, to start off with, too, like – uh, this is based off of, you know, a 12-person PPR league. Full point, half point? Uh, full point. Okay. I think that's, you know, predominantly what people play I these play days. I half point leagues, bro. Yes, I mean, so do I. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so that and then, you know, just normal positions, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, defense kicker, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Nothing crazy. I'm not telling you who to pick that kicker, though. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's your last pick. I yeah. mean, that's, and I, you know, we say this every year, but rule number one, take a kicker with your last pick. Yes. Don't be an asshole. Especially in a 12-man league. Exactly. The difference between the first place kicker and the 12th place kicker could be like eight points. Right. And you're probably going to swap out your kicker multiple times oh, yeah, throughout yeah, yeah. the year. All right. So, Brian, at quarterback, who do you love? Who do I love? Well, I think Aaron Rodgers... Jesus Christ, I love him so much. I'm short started getting the microphone. So to me, Aaron Rodgers is, you know, head and shoulders number one. Tom Brady's probably close second behind him. Um, but, you know, those guys are going super early. So I don't necessarily like the strategy of taking a quarterback that early unless, you know, they just kind of fall in your lap. Uh, but, you know, guys that are going kind of in later rounds that I really like, uh, Drew Brees, number one, I think he'll probably finish top five uh, this year. And people are just sleeping on him because he had a very, like, subpar year last year. And I think a lot of that was because of how good the running game was. You know, Kamara and... Um, um, Ingram. Uh, yes, and Ingram, uh, Mark Ingram, scored a ton of touchdowns. So I don't think Mark Ingram's going to score. He had something crazy last year, like 18 touchdowns. Yeah. Just something and astronomical. And he's suspended for the first four and games. And he's suspended for the first four games. So I think a lot of that production that he had uh, is going to go back to uh, to Drew Brees uh, on the passing side. Um, I I really like Patrick Mahomes in uh, in Kansas City. 
uh, the game. So it was like game two uh, preseason. Uh, you got to see a little bit about why I really like him. He threw a deep ball to Tyreek Hill in stride as like Tyreek Hill ran past three defenders. And I think that's one thing that Alex Smith didn't uh, really do well last year. I know he I think he led the league in in quarterback rating. Uh, so he was very efficient. But I had Tyreek Hill on on multiple fantasy teams, and I can't tell you how frustrating it was to see him get underthrown by Alex Smith pretty consistently. So uh, Mahomes, I like, uh, you know, got to give a shout out to uh, to my boy Pip. Uh, Philip Rivers, uh, I think he's definitely a great value pick. Um, you know, you could probably get him super late, and the guy's just super consistent. Never misses a game. Always throws for four thousand yards, at least twenty-five <laughs> touchdowns. You're really trying to change the Chargers as much as possible right now. Uh, I mean, sure. Uh, <laughs> never, never missed a game. Never injured. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. Uh, Mr. Consistent. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, those those are the guys I like um, with value. I mean, you know, Russell Wilson, I think, too. Y- you know, he'll probably go as, like, the fifth or sixth quarterback taken, and I'm pretty confident he finished um, actually number one last year uh, since he had, like, so many rushing touchdowns. Um, so he's a guy that, you know, I think if, if he's, like, the fifth or sixth quarterback taken, that's that's definitely a steal that, that you can get Russ. Um, guys that I hate, uh, definitely Big Ben, uh, definitely Alex Smith in Washington, uh, definitely Andrew Luck. I don't think he's going to really come back and, and be as productive as, as people are expecting him to be, you know. Um, when you miss that much time, I and mean, we saw it with Peyton Manning, right? Like you miss that much time, you just aren't sharp your, your first season back. Um, I also don't like Tyrod Taylor either. And I know we were talking about this um, before. Like, yeah, he's a great value pick. You can probably get him super late. Uh, but it's just – it's the Browns. And <laughs> although that receiving core might be the best in the league if they end up signing Dez, uh, I, I just still – I don't know. Like, he doesn't seem like the type of quarterback yeah. that's going to produce the numbers that people are expecting. I think he'll be – you know, he'll definitely be – good and consistent just not like you know the fantasy quarterback that you want yeah uh, plus if they lose a lot of games they might throw baker in there and you know have him start the with second the, with the, the headband because baker looked yeah. good he does yeah yeah he's looked very good in the preseason for sure right, i'll give you two i'll give you one quarterback that i love that i think i'm you can take in the sixth or seventh round this year and i'll give you one quarterback i hate that will probably go in the fifth so the quarterback that i love that you're probably in the sixth seventh round deshaun watson Oof. I mean, because I'm loving him at it that late. Yeah, yeah. No, his, I agree. His upside that late, so great. Right. I just feel. I feel like people are gonna jump on him early. I don't. People are on that hype train. I don't know because of the injury. I think the injury keeps people away. Because when you, when you know when we're talking about quarterbacks, I, his name hasn't come up a lot. Yeah. And who I'll tell you who I hate, who I could see going in a late fifth round, is Derek Carr. Mm. I know yep. they they retooled the the wide receiver position a little bit up in Oakland, but uh. Since that injury, just hasn't been the same. Yeah, and, and their O line also their O line's not been the yeah, same either. For so. sure, still full of holes. Um, even with that Gruden defense, I just don't think uh, you know Gruden's the greatest quarterback uh, mind. I guess. I mean, he does do the quarterback camp every yeah, yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider white banana. I did it. <laughs> but uh, I'm just looking at him as a coach, though. Like, yeah, he had Rich Gannon. 
serviceable Rich Gannon. Yeah. And yeah, but he and also who had did he Jerry win the Rice Super Bowl with? Who did he win the Super Bowl with? Uh, it was Rich Gannon. No, 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 he didn't. Rich Gannon was on the Raiders against Tampa Bay, in which John Gruden led Tampa Bay and. Uh, oh yes, of course, of course. Um, it was oh, you're mic, bro. Yeah, sorry, I'll quit moving. Um, no, it wasn't Trent Dilfer. No, that um, was that was the Ravens. Right, right. Uh, Brad Johnson. It was Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Okay. Yeah. So you know, great quarterbacks. I don't know are necessarily his in his repertoire. Right. It's the defense. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So. Uh, I just don't know if, you know, he's, you know, plus when you have Marshawn, again, like, they may run the ball a lot more than trying to go deep. Yeah. And if Amari Koopa stops dropping passes, you know, maybe we'll do something. Right. Well, speaking of Amari Cooper, uh, let's shift over to wide receiver. All right, go for it. And there's a whole lot uh, of wide receivers this year. So uh, that that's really my strategy is to wait on wide receivers because I think there is a ton of depth and, you know, pretty scarce in terms of elite running backs. So you're not taking a wide receiver in the first round? Probably not. Um, The only wide receivers I would take in the first round would be – actually, really, yeah. So the only ones that I would take, Antonio Brown or DeAndre Hopkins, maybe maybe Beckham uh, because those are my one, two, three. Okay. Uh, so Antonio Brown for sure. Like he's again kind of with Aaron Rodgers to me, he's head and shoulders above everybody else. He's like the only guy to lead his position in fantasy points for like multiple years. So I think it's like four years in a row he's been the number one fantasy wide receiver, which is crazy. So he'll catch a hundred passes, you know, twelve, thirteen hundred yards, ten touchdowns, he'll do his standard thing. Um Hopkins with, you know, um, uh, their injured quarterback back, uh, Watson. Um, we're gonna have to put my mic on IR. Uh, I think he'll have you know another huge year. Uh, because you know when Deshaun Watson played last year, he was the probably the top producing fantasy player. Uh, during you know those yeah. five weeks or whatever, and then Beckham. I think coming off injury, he's gonna have a huge year. You know, if you've been watching tape. Uh, of the camp he's you know making one-handed catches and, and doing his thing um guys that i that i don't like i don't really like julio because he's gonna go super early and i think we've seen like the last couple years he just for whatever reason can't find the end zone and um you know matt ryan's play isn't very encouraging uh for uh, for him to to have like a bigger year than those other guys that i mentioned um as you know if he's your number one receiver awesome you can probably even um get him maybe like mid to late second round which i think would be a pretty good value pick some other guys that i think would be really good value picks uh chris hogan for uh, for new england um again a, a suspension type increase in value there so edelman's out like the first three or four games and chris hogan's going to be your number one wide receiver for uh, you know, arguably the best or, or one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So uh, I think Chris Hogan late uh, is definitely great value. Even having him as like your your first wide receiver, you know, uh, I wouldn't be too mad at. Um, some other guys, Devin Funchess uh, from Carolina, um, you know, another guy who's number one there. Uh, I think Cam's going to definitely have uh, a bounce back year this year. Um, and he uh, he was, you know, pretty productive last year. 
Um, and I think that will just continue uh, to uh, um, into this year. And so uh, Funchess, I think, definitely provides a lot of value. Um, Sterling Shepard from the Giants, um, you know, going to be number two there with Odell. Um, because Odell does draw a ton of attention, um, I think that's definitely going to open up Shepard. Um, and as long as he stays healthy, I think he could be really productive, um, you know, that you can get later in the rounds. Um, and, you know, of course, I know there's Ingram, there's, there's Barkley now, but um, I think that Shepard is really going to benefit from having, um, from having Odell back. I don't really disagree with you on any of that. Um, again, I think I'm going to give you one and one. I love Devontae Adams. Oh, for sure. For I sure. think healthy Rodgers. You've got Jimmy Graham to add. You've got what they have as a pretty deep uh, backfield now um, where they have about three solid players that are interchangeable um, for different options. Yeah. You know, Um and I think when having Jordy Don kind of frees up more of those deep balls for Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, he's going to be – him and, like, Jimmy Graham are going to be – And with Jimmy Graham and Cobb just taking down everything in the middle of the field and everything low and having to really, like, pay attention now to multiple threats, that's going to leave Devontae one-on-one on the outside. Oh, yeah. And then, when you know, and when Jordy was out uh, for a couple games, I mean, you saw – Yeah. Devonte Adams, how he could definitely be a, a breakout guy. And uh, I'm gonna tell you who I hate, and it pains me to say this because I had him in two leagues last year, and he did show up big in some games. But Julio Jones, mm. he's gonna be a f- number one over. He's gonna be a first round pick. Stink first round. I think still. Okay. People, you know, and I hate. It's just. It's just. That Falcons offense is so unreliable, and he suffers for it. Yeah. He went so many games without a touchdown when he deserved a touchdown. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he had three touchdowns last year. And like, come on. That's yeah. outrageous. I, I have to hit you. Like, he's now like a third-round pick. Like, you can't even justify taking him in the first two rounds. Mm, I still think you can. In PPR. And, and, and you yeah. do, and I'm going to hate it, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> So uh, I know it's a pit that, you know, some people will go with, and uh, I wish you the well with yeah. it. But I learned my lesson. Right. I learned my lesson. I think if you're, like, you know, top four and you get one of the, you know, a stud running back and then you can get him, like, with your second pick on the way back, like, that I would be I'd rather have Tyreek Hill. Very happy. You would have who? Uh, Tyreek uh, Hill? Yeah, Tyreek Hill. Over Julio Jones? Yeah. <sighs> Man, you're crazy. Trust me. Trust me, though. <laughs> Watch. All right. Mark this date yeah, we'll down in this. the calendar. Right. So next and year. And we'll look at the end of the season. Yeah. And we'll see who had a higher production. For sure. Because, you know, I think I'd take Patrick Mahomes over Matt Ryan. Because, trust me, I had Matt Ryan last year. So did I. So and did it I. bit me in the ass a lot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's probably 50-50. I'd still go with Matt Ryan, though. Just because he's shown, he, you know, he's shown flashes, He's shown right? that he's, like, okay. He's shown that he's the most valuable yeah. player in the league, yeah. Uh, was he, though? That year he was. Uh, how long ago was that? That was two years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done for me lately? Right. All right, let's let's go on to uh, I, my favorite position in fantasy. Because everyone forgets about this position. Okay. 
Unless tight end. Oh yes. Well, I I have a soft spot for for tight ends. Yeah, we know. Uh, yeah. Um, the football position too, specifically male. Right. Um, because uh, one of my favorite things about ha- being able to run with like a flats position in a PPR league is when you have two solid tight ends mm-hmm. because they will just because you get value out of them. And uh, I'm gonna stick with a tight end that I've loved that I always love that I can always get late. And uh, I think I'm going to love him again this year. That's Delaney Walker. Mm. Sure. That's all you got? That, that's that, – that's really? <laughs> that judgmental look? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's fine. He's he's definitely, like he's you said, He's been the top four tight end in fantasy for like four years in a row. Yeah, great value pick. Uh, top uh, four? Check, yeah. Okay. Check, check it. You're, 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 you could be right. I got the stats. I had short round draw me up a memo beforehand. I got a yeah, quick well, stat sheet I'm working off of. Yeah, I mean, I do think Mariota is going to have definitely a, a bigger year this year. Um, he's still in Tennessee, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I can't argue. T- like, tight end's so tough because there's, like, two or three guys, you know, at the top of the list, and then it just falls off a cliff. So I think Gronk, Kelsey, and Ertz um, are pretty much – by themselves on Mount Rushmore currently. And then, you know, you get um, uh, Kelsey, you know. No, I already talked. <laughs> yeah. You, you Then you go on to Greg Olson. You go on to um, Jimmy Graham, uh, you know, Kyle Rudolph, who, who scores a lot of touchdowns. He's been pretty consistent over the last few years. Um, and then it's just like kind of a, a mixed bag, right? Like you got guys coming off an of injury uh, who's, who are always a gamble, you know, Eifert, could have a big year, but he's a fucking uh, glass bottle uh, um, these days. Jordan Mr. Reed's, glass, Jordan Reed. Yeah, Jordan Reed, you know, arguably could be the best tight end um, in fantasy football, but the guy never stays healthy, right? Uh, so it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, and I mean, uh, tight end, though, is one of those those positions, though, that throughout the year you've got to keep an eye on because picking up a solid tight end can definitely help you make it far. I oh, think one sure. of the pits that I I made uh, late in the year was ASJ off the waiver wire when he came back for the Jets, and he had like a five game stretch of like a touchdown in each game, mm-hmm. and so you know you're getting ten points a week out of a, a tight end, and that's significant. Yeah, absolutely. So you got to make sure that if you don't draft a stud, you go with somebody solid, but you got to keep your eye on the waiver wire. Because you never know who's going to emerge throughout the season. Yeah, for sure. So that's definitely my strategy with tight end this year, as it really always is. Like, if you can get a top tier guy, would it make sense uh, in the early rounds? Don't reach. Though. Yeah, definitely don't reach. Like, I know people love Gronk, and you know he can potentially be as productive as a wide receiver, but just with his like injury track record, he's just too big of a gamble for me to take. You oh, know, yeah. with your first two picks. And I'm really interested to see who the fuck the Chargers are going to go with, right? They haven't signed Antonio Gates back, right? No. Like, Antonio Gates is still I wouldn't unsigned. trust Gates either, though. No, I know. So, and Hunter Henry's out for the season. Yeah. So, so it's like Virgil Green is the, at least on the depth chart, they're, yeah. they're starting tight and end. And Phillip loves him a tight end. He does. So, he uses to throw a big body out there, and, and Phillip, you know, he's the king of the drop down. Um, so, you know, maybe you get some value there late. Yeah. And you maybe maybe they make a signing, and uh, they'll be able to uh, produce at that position. Right. Because Phillips didn't need it. 
for sure. All right. I'm going to tell you who I hate, though, at tight end. Because I told you who I love. Mm-hmm. And this is who I hate. And that's that man, Connor Brait. Yeah. I would never even Mm-mm. dream of, of stay drafting away. him. Stay away from Tampa Bay. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I'm taking anybody. Yeah. I'm I mean, not unless like. Muscle Hamster. I'm not taking. Well, he's gone. Well, I know, but I, I, he had burned me in the past. Like they've always been tempting because he's like, you know, they're not a bad team. They're not a good team. They're in the middle, so they're gonna have some fantasy production out of somewhere. Yeah. And Winston had some games where he looked great, and then some games where he just go throw three interceptions and. Right, and he's out the first. And three, I mean, Mike Evans is too. still there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But he's. I mean, I wouldn't even take Mike Evans yeah. though, because unless it's like value, right? Unless you can, he miraculously he slips, falls, right? Yeah. The uh, the only guy that I would take on Tampa Bay, and it's a good transition to running backs, which I think, you know, really like every year, right, is is the most important position. Um, is uh, Ronald Jones, a mm. uh, rookie running back who I think eventually will become the starter. Uh, Peyton Barber is currently uh, Mark, you know written in as the the starter um, but I think with Ronald Jones you can get him super late you know even as like your fourth running back and just stash him on the bench play him in your bye weeks or or you know eventually if he does become the starter he might be worth throwing in like as a as a flex guy you know yeah I uh when it comes to the running back position I went all I went rookie heavy last year and it paid off yeah I think this year too you you could definitely go rookie running backs and it would yeah i mean i took uh i took kareem hunt in like the fourth round yep and in the third round i went with the boy out of jacksonville yeah Leonard fournette yep and uh they paid off real early for me and i was able to actually turn leonard fournette and a couple other value position players into Le'Veon bell (laughs) there you go and, and make a run but I don't know necessarily what their sophomore years are going to look like. Yeah, sophomore years are always tough. A lot more schemes devoted to you. Yeah. Um, And there's so many rookie running bats this year, including that grown man, Saquon Barkley, (laughs) in New York, that he looks like Ezekiel Elliott, but better somehow. Yeah. No, I I agree. I love Saquon. Um, I like, I would, if you take him, you know. I, th- I think Le'Veon and Gurley are are one and two. How you feeling about uh, Arizona, David Johnson? I love David Johnson. Like I love. If He's you coming if, back from injury, yeah, oh yeah, okay. it's his wrist. Like that's what people like. People, it's his fucking wrist. Guess what? He was still running <laughs> the whole time he was injured. It was his left wrist, not even his dominant hand. So I think he'll be fine. He'll be great. He'll be another production guy. So you you know. Getting him, getting Zeke, uh, getting Saquon, like I would be ecstatic with any of those. Guys. Even McCaffrey, I think McCaffrey is going to have. Oh, a you, fucking, you're high on McCaffrey this I'm, year. I'm super. I am fucking conducting that hype train okay. uh, with Christian McCaffrey because um, I think he's going to catch a lot of balls, and you know, you, you see, you've seen in the preseason, he can just break off 80 yard runs uh, when he can get some open space. So, um, yeah, I mean. Again, going back to the rookie running backs, though, Saquon, I think, is going to have a huge year. I think he'll probably finish top five uh, just in terms of, like, the amount of carries he's going to get, the amount of touches. 
Uh, I really like Royce Freeman in Denver. I think he'll eventually. Yeah, he's gonna have a good year. Yeah, because all he's he's got like Devonte Booker in front of him, who is just honestly not that good. He's he's yeah he's he's like the the fourth best professional athlete with the last name Booker. And I know he's not a rookie, obviously, but uh, Dalvin Cook, mm. he got his yeah, rookie year cut he did short. Look good last year. Um, and he looked great in, in the first handful of games. Um, he's coming off, you know, a pretty significant uh, ACL injury, though, which, you know, is always a question mark. But I think if you can get him, you know, late, that's a that's a great value pick for Here's sure. Here's a question for you. You investing in some Skittles this year? No. Definitely not. You're staying away from Marshawn, huh? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, he... He did look good in the first preseason game. He busted off like a 50-yard TD run. But, you know, the Raiders done a rate, and uh, they got called back for holding. So, yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, just uh, really quickly to finish out rookie running backs, I mean, Penny, Rashad Penny, you know, shout out to our local product uh, from SDSU. I think he'll eventually get the starting job. Yeah, I think he'll probably miss the first week because uh, he just had surgery, and they think he'll be out four weeks. Yeah. So um, he may miss – the first week of of the regular season but i mean i think he's a value pick late because he's gonna not just be running the ball but he's also gonna be returning kits and punts yeah and i mean if you've seen anything that he's done in college the dude in open space is just dangerous yeah uh, i will think it is interesting with the new changes for kickoff returns and 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 the blocking schemes and how that's gonna look um but i do think you know you get into the 11th round, and he's still around, 12th round, and you want to take a risk with a running back? Oh, yeah, he's for sure. It. I mean, I would be okay with him as my running back, too. Mm. Um, you know, obviously. I think he's great at the flats. Yeah, he would be a good flex, too. Uh, and then lastly, uh, on, on the running, the rookie running back train, uh, Nick Chubb. In, uh, Nick in Chubb! Yeah. So I know, you Just know. Just the Car- most barstool sport. <laughs> professional athlete name <laughs> yeah uh you know i know carlos hides there he's gonna get the bulk of the carries but um he's he's looked great in the preseason um i think it'll eventually kind of turn into a dual uh running back situation and then you know carlos hide on the older side a lot of miles on him there's yeah you know there's always the risk of injury and i think if that were to happen you know nick chubb w- would definitely yeah get i think i think chubb has the ability to fill holes quickly uh <laughs> to split lanes yeah and uh you know to really penetrate the defense right to really put his head down and and, and get in and just bust through yeah yeah head down bust bust through uh but i will say uh i i think leonard fournette has a bigger year than cream hunt when we're talking about sophomore running backs i think that's gonna be how i feel yeah i think I jacksonville is a more complete team than kansas city um i think with a, r- a rookie uh quarterback in kansas city uh, well, first year starter. And, yeah, yeah. Um, you're gonna be looking at um, a lot more dependence on Kareem. Oh yeah, a lot way more eight man fronts. And you can tell sure. that um, for some reason, Andy Reid just likes to get in his own way sometimes, <laughs> and his play calling isn't can sometimes not be as consistent as it should be. And uh, Kareem definitely suffered because of that. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with him. But I do think Leonard Fournette is just a, a man's man, and I think he's going to have the better sophomore year. Yeah, agreed. Um, so it's it's tough because it's like after the first 10 running backs, it just kind of falls off a cliff. So uh, for me, my strategy is to go 
running back early, you know, at least one, if not two, in my first two picks. Because, I mean, the, the most important part of the draft is your first two picks, by far. It's not who I take uh, with my defense? No. It's, it's your not first my, it's two not picks. My kicker. No. It's not my fourth wide receiver. Absolutely not. It's your not my first coach. two picks. It's not my in- individual defensive player? No. Okay. Because your first two picks statistically account for about a third of your total uh, of your team's total points. So, if you don't really nail your first two picks and like looking back historically on my fantasy teams that have been successful or not successful, it's so true. Like I've gambled a lot with my second pick uh, with certain teams, and I've realized like how when I get that gamble wrong, uh, how unsuccessful those teams have been. So, um, you know, if you can get two of those top 12 running backs with your first two picks as guys go and get wide receivers or quarterbacks or tight ends, um, I think that would definitely be a, a solid strategy because, again, that like tier two, the tier two running backs – are just really unpredictable this year, I think. Um, so I would go top, like two top tier guys or top tier guy, and then wait and maybe, you know, pick up like some of those rookies that we were talking about. Yeah. I mean, can't argue with that. And I think that, I think uh, the only thing we have left is uh, who's your sleeper pitch this year? Ooh, I, I do got one. Uh, he, I can't, I apologize. I don't remember his first name, but uh, wide receiver for the Washington Redskins, uh, Sims. He oh. is a, he's a rookie, and if you've watched any of the preseason, he has definitely been a favorite of Alex Smith so far. Um, and he, he's a big boy too, so he, I think he's going to get a lot of uh, of red zone looks. Um, and you know, I, I doubt he's getting drafted anywhere close to the you know the top. Uh, 10 rounds so uh, that's my my sleeper this year who I'm hoping to to grab okay okay um why are you putting a lot of trust in Alex Smith though well again you know like Alex Smith is Mr. Consistent he's he's not gonna have too many blowout games um but he's also not gonna throw a lot of picks and turn the ball over make stupid decisions so uh I think this is funny because my sleeper isn't a rookie he he's probably a well-known name but i think he's underperformed for most of his career already uh he's one of my roommates uh for some reason he likes to draft him and he always lets him down but i think this year if my roommate sticks with him he'll have a big year and that's robert woods (laughs) i'm telling you i'm telling you i think jared goff i think in la i think with the addition of of what they've added, uh, it's going to open up a lot of looks for him, and I think he's going to have a big year. Okay, and I think he's just going to be hidden. There's going to be so many wide receivers to go through. <laughs> he's just going to bubble up to the top. Yeah, he, and I think well, no, I mean like in the draft, like you know, people are just going to forget. Oh, you about mean him. total wide receivers? Got to get They're going to see that name, and they're going to realize that he hasn't done anything necessarily that great. Yeah, but uh, I'm telling you. I think he's set to break down in 2018. Okay, I would. I think he would. He'll end up having the most fancy port, uh, most fancy points, um, than any other wide receiver for a California-based NFL team. I would. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. I'm going with that. That that's my. You're out of right your now. mind. I'm marking the. He's mark not going to be the number one wide receiver on his team. Yeah, doesn't matter. He's gonna he's gonna store the most, bro. Okay. Yeah. I just think he's the fourth option on that team. 
So I just I can't see just how wait. he's going to get any sort of volume. I'm 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 the new Mr. Roto. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, fair enough. And you know what? The best the, the worst part about this though is when I make shitty predictions, I don't get paid. So can only be better if I got paid. All right, now Brian, I got a question that I want your opinion on because I think this may before we wrap up this special shake the foundation of what we know as fantasy football. Wow. I'm I'm ready. So I know that when we uh, started this episode, we gave the breakdown that we were making recommendations based off a 12-man full-point PPR team. Yep. And I think we should get rid of points per reception and replace it with a new stat. Ooh, okay. And I think this stat should be applicable to not only running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers. And that is points per first down. Okay. I think we get rid of the receptions. And we change that statistic to a point per first down. I think that is a truer stat to the production of a player. I think it doesn't reward stupid-ass drop-down catch for two yards out the backfield. Uh, it means you don't get points when you when you lose yards, which you still do when you catch oh. a, when you get a reception. Right, and right. that's the only. Uh, unless you play in a stupid league where they do points per completion, the only play in football that you get points off of losing yards is a reception. Right. So I'm thinking a we negative eight yard that. catch yeah. still gets you point two points. Yeah, I think we change that, and I think we go point per first down. I okay. Think every football league does it. We just say fuck it, get rid of p- PPR. I think that that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, that just takes out a lot of the skill of fantasy football because if you were to do point per first down, it's just so unpredictable, you know? It's just like with running backs, I mean, it would would just be impossible because they'd rarely get points, you know, because they catch a lot of dump-offs that are two, three yards. Like slot receivers, they could catch 100 balls, but – you know, 80% of them probably don't go for first downs. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I think it's interesting. I mean, you're um, still getting the yards points, and you're still going to get sure. touchdown points. Sure. But, again, I think at that point it's just it's just going to be more about luck than it is about, like, predicting how many catches mm. somebody's going to have, you know? I, I think it makes you have to pay attention to yards after catch, yards after contact. makes those stats more important. And I think it – it really trims the fat of getting beat by Rhett's Burkhead because Tom Brady throws eight checkdown passes to him. He has 40 yards, but then ends up with two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I believe me, I, I get the viewpoint behind it. All I'm saying is I'm an advocate for point per first downs. I'm an advocate for Robert Woods. Yeah. Okay. Well, you should do a league like that well that's the whole thing espn yahoo they don't give that option oh so that's what i'm mm. saying we gotta change who do you we just need to, who do we need to call right right who do we need to get, have short round get on the phone got to it this out do we call steve jobs is that who we call <laughs> he have power? uh sure with that, okay. channel his his spirit the spirit oh, of steve right. jobs yeah, yeah, he's dead um he's very dead do we call john madden would John Madden help? Oof. 
Maybe not these days. Uh, Jerry Jones. I feel like we just need to get Trump on this. Uh, Papa John. I feel like, you know, he has so many connections with the NFL, right? right. Papa John. Yes. The, well, this is actually why the players are kneeling, right? Oh. Well, if you listen to some people, there's actually <laughs> no reason why they're kneeling. No, it's because they hate the American flag and uh, the military. I heard it's because they want points per first down. Yeah, that's. I think that's a more It has accurate. nothing to do with violence against black people in the nation and no. police violence. No, not at all. And inequality. No. No. Uh, all I'm saying is whoever we got to get on the phone, uh, you know, Jerry Jones, Al Davis, like. We'll just also dead, isn't he? Uh, yeah. I can, well, you can't call bull cut Mark Davis. <laughs> No, I would not call that man for anything. You know how? You know what? I bet you I know how I can get this approved. Is uh, we figure out um, and we make Dean Spanos want the opposite of what we want, Ooh. and then we'll get pushed through. Yeah, that's a good idea. So you know, I bet you Dean Spanos probably likes full point PPR. Oh, he likes. And he, he probably plays point per uh, completion. Completion too. Bonus points. Yeah. Yep. He yeah. for sure does. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. 20 you know 2019 let's go points per first down let's do it okay let's start the campaign after robert woods is the (laughs) top scoring wide receiver in california you laugh but just watch in california not not just the rams but in california California. (sighs) okay yeah i will bet a corona mini on this oh i will bet i'll bet you the house (laughs) (laughs) i will bet you the house the farm i will bet you any, anything that there is. I will bet you Brett's bet. house. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Deal. Yeah. You heard, right. you heard well, it here. Well, thank you for tuning in to this year's Pop Not Soda Fantasy Football Special. Uh, if you have any fantasy questions, feel free to tweet Brian at BON619. And if you'd like to agree with me about points per first down and or Robert Woods, you can find me at Paper Champion DP on Twitter. Make sure you follow us at, at @popnotsoda on Instagram and Twitter, and that you like our Facebook page. So we'll be back with a regular episode uh, next week, maybe the week after. It's summer. We may take a break. We'll let you know. So make sure you're following us on social media to find out.